Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Leroy Irvin is here. I'm Joe Murray. Uh, this is the Shaw's and Star Market Patriots postgame show. And Greg Bedard from the Boston Sports Journal is here. Uh, good afternoon, Greg. Are you dry at the moment? I am dry. I am doing delightful. Good to talk to you, gentlemen. So where do you want to start today? Um, <laughs> we, we, we have a, I have a few things that I, I really want to hammer Bill Belichick uh, for, but just I, I, was there a takeaway from you after today's 6 nothing loss? I guess the takeaway from me is, um, look, I thought – I thought Bailey Zappi played fine today. I think that, you know, in a better weather condition game, he probably, he and the receivers um, probably uh, operate a little bit more efficiently. Um, but I thought, I thought he did, he did a good job, a good job, fine job, you know, something, you know, along those lines. Um, but I think this, you know, all comes back to, I think it just further exposed. And if there were a few people out there, not believing it, I think it further exposed that the problem with this team is the entire offensive operation that, um, you know, and you can pin it on whoever you want, but the bottom line, it's, it's Bill Belichick's organization. He chooses the personnel, he chooses the coaches, he fills out the coaching staff, and to this point, and really, you know, this is going on two years, and it keeps getting worse and worse just about every week. Um, including last season, this the, the offense on this team is completely inept. It's an embarrassing process. And I thought today with the changing quarterback just further, further illustrated that it's the entire offensive operation and it's just not about one player. Uh, just to add to that, um, fourth down, I, I, I keep bringing this up. Um, last week we talked about potentially tanking. Um, or quiet quitting, it, however word you want to put, you, you know, however phrase you want. But the fourth down from the forty-two, they let the they didn't get a play in it until nine seconds left, and they had two timeouts. Just I felt like they had to call a timeout just to get the right play. I don't think they were going to consider a field goal by any means, but at least call timeout. Don't rush it. It was a bad throw, bad play, bad operation, as you said, but. That was where I looked at it and said, man, I feel like any other team would have called a timeout in that situation. And although I think they did take shots today, that spot right there made me feel like it was a little bit of a coaching quit in that moment. Mm, I mean, you know, it's it's possible. I don't really remember that, you know, specific, at least the, the game operation, but that was an issue all day. I mean, 12 men in the huddle. They took a delay of game penalty. You know, the play pro- call probably got in a little bit late, but it didn't look like zappy had any idea that the play clock was running down he was just going through everything um you know you know drop passes um you know all all sorts of stuff went on in this game but to me it's just it's more the same it's more of where this offense has been uh for two straight seasons uh last three games colts giants charges the defense has only allowed 26 points i know all three are losses but 
a lot of people are saying they are impressed with the defense. Are you impressed? Yeah, you know, I you know, I guess so. I mean, you know, the 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 games before this, um, you said, you know, they had the Colts and that was Gardner Minshew. They had Tommy DeVito last week, mm-hmm. gave up some plays last week. Uh there were a lot of plays, unforced errors from the Giants in that game, uh, you know, whether it was drops or or uh you know, rough penalty calls. I thought the two holding calls that the Giants got whistled for last week were just egregious. I thought they were just really good blocks. And, um, you know, in this week, you know, yeah, the bottom line is they did a great job against Justin Herbert and the Chargers. But, uh, you know, I'm not overly impressed with that offense. And then you add in the elements today, which obviously affected the passing game of both teams. I mean, the Chargers can't run the ball. They can't run the ball when the, the weather's okay. Um, pretty much in any circumstance, um, and, you know, outside of Keenan Allen, who is obviously compromised with uh, the knee or whatever he's dealing with, there's not a whole lot in this offense. And, you know, you had Quentin Johnson dropping a ball. Parm drops a ball that should have iced the game. That was wide open. Um, you know, so, you know, yeah, the defense is doing fine. But, you know, I wouldn't say that they are, you know – dominating it's not like i don't think this is like uh some of those ravens teams with ray lewis that we used to see where you know you just were hoping they get some decent quarterback play and they finally did for that one season under trent dilfer i don't i don't think it's that case i just think it's uh, sometimes these opponents are playing into it they know that the patriots offense isn't going to do anything so you know why why risk a lot of the time and i think that that is also playing into part of the defensive production um, this season. All right, let's take a couple of calls with Greg. Uh, and we, we got a ton more for you here, but we'll, let's listen to some of the people that have been waiting on hold. Uh, so let's start with uh, Tom. He's in the car. Hey, Tom. Hey, how you guys doing tonight? Good. Uh, you, you there? Yep. Yeah, how you doing? What's up, Tommy? Yeah. Oh, okay, sorry. I thought I lost you. Listen, Mac is not the problem. Bailey is not the problem. The problem is we have zero offensive line play. We have no receivers on the outside. Zappy is not going to save this team. We have wide receivers that are just dropping the ball. Devontae Parker has been absolutely horrible. Zeke bailed out Zappy on that one play that got him, what, past the 50 that was an absolutely horrible throw. He Zeke saved him on that pass. Thanks, Tom. What did you think of the receiver uh, receiving play today, here, Greg? Uh, I thought it was, you know, atrocious. And you know, they they, <laughs> they made a few plays in the game. I I thought the offensive line was the worst part. I mean, yeah. you know, a when who probably played. It, it's amazing. I thought he played if not the best game he's ever played, certainly the best game by a Patriots offensive lineman last week. Um, looks like there's something going through the locker room. Sean Wade had to go out of the game with an illness. Streetrick Wise was uh, inactive due to, you know, showing up ill today. Um, you wonder if there's something going through and maybe a winning was sick or whatever, because that was the worst game I've ever seen him play. And I know Khalil Mack's really good, but a winning pretty good himself. And that should have been a stalemate. And he got his ass whooped all day long. He got Ramondre Stevenson injured. Mm. He whiffed on that. City so whiffed on a key block. Cole Strange didn't block somebody on on an, another big negative play. Um, 
you know, a lot of free runners coming in. Ezekiel Elliott missed a blitz pickup. I mean, if there's if there's one unit on this team that I could point to, and and I don't know if it's talent or it's coaching, it's it's obviously a marriage of both. But the Patriots' offensive line the past two seasons has just been completely horrendous, and you can't function as an offense. And and everybody knows I'm going to say this, but it's the truth because you know I believe in in line play, and I think that you see it to, in today's NFL. The best teams like the 49ers and Eagles who are playing right now and the Detroit Lions, you know, in this day and age, especially um, the best teams have the best offensive lines. And this offensive line is just awful. I mean, and I think it's a marriage of both. I I think that the talent at some positions is, is compromised, but I think the the coaching has been terrible and Adrian Clem being out with his health uh, injury is health scare is not helping anybody, but, um, it's all bad. I mean, I think the running backs are good, um, you know, but outside of that, this this offense is just terrible. Hmm. Uh, speaking of running backs, you said you think the running backs are good. I agree. Ramondre Stevenson, nine carries, 39 yards. He was doing his thing before he got injured. Any word on his injury? No, but it, it, it didn't look good. And, you know, from the way guys were, were – talking in the locker room it doesn't sound good Mm. i mean you know he got one of those hip drop tackles Uh, i don't know how they they outlaw it but they need to find a way to outlaw it we're seeing too many guys being lost with these where the guys grab them by the the hip and then sort of just fall on the back of their legs it's just you know they have to find another way because this is this is an epidemic in this league and it's robbing us of some Mm. of the best players in the league all right, Greg Bedard's joining us here on the Shaw's and Star Market Patriots postgame show. We'll take a quick look at the NFL scoreboard, and we'll ask Greg coming up, what's up with Malik Will- uh, Willick Cunningham? Excuse me. He, uh, I guess he had plays, but did not play. Why was that? We'll ask Greg Bedard on the other side. But first, let's take a look at the sports up headlines. The only place to hear the game, the Sports Hub. Zappi dropping back off play action. Stands in, throws a long ball. Left side for Thornton, has a step. Cannot make the play. Go get the ball. The ball lands on the turf through the hands of Thornton. I can watch those Who had separation from the defensive back for L.A. down the left side across the 25-yard line with Leonard trailing oh for my the Chargers. God. He went right through his hands, and he left his feet for some unknown godly reason. Just run through it, and you're still running. The it's like some of replacements. Perfectly placed. And now it is a third down and five instead of a 6-6 game with Riley. Oh, throw. Well, the defender of the game is brought to you by 128 Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electric, the company that finishes every job strong. Let them defend your home from any plumbing, heating, uh, heating, cooling, or electrical issues. When your home can't wait, call 128. Visit call128.com. It's the Shaw's and Star Market Patriots postgame show. We're joined by Greg Bedard of the Boston Sports Journal. Uh, What did you think of that play taking a shot down the field, first off, and second, what do you think of the throw, and what do you think happened with Tyquan Thornton? Uh, I'm always a proponent of uh, a, a good shot play, and I thought that was a good one that they dialed up. And the problem was is that he left his feet. He just needed to keep running through the ball, and he didn't do it. It's a inexperienced uh, receiver 
at best, who's missed way too much practice time due to injuries. And um, that's what you get. And it's, uh, it's obviously been a disappointing career for Tyquan Thornton so far, and it's not looking good for him, but you just got to keep plugging away with the kid because uh, the only way he's going to get better is continuing to get reps, and, and that includes game reps, and uh, they don't really have a whole lot of options. So um, we'll see what happens with him. Just real quick on that, players, I Leroy. Mm-hmm. Um, just was just another reminder. You were talking about how bad the offensive line is. Is it just another reminder of the roster building and getting speed and selecting guys in the draft? Just to me, it was just another reminder of how bad things have uh, just have been on top of the offensive line play. Yeah, I mean, you know, you look at where the Patriots are offensively in terms of their roster, and you look at some of the better teams in the league, and you know, including you know, let's say the Dolphins and or the Eagles and the 49ers, and uh, the Patriots seem to do the exact opposite of these teams. And so um, this is what you've been left with. It's just uh, years and years of neglect uh, on the offensive side of the ball, not being effective in drafting, not being uh, effective in free agency, uh, bringing in players that other teams don't want, like Devontae Parker and Mike Gesicki and Juju Smith-Schuster. And um, I don't know why people are expecting different, but... Um, we're not getting different. We're getting the expected results. Uh, no Malik Cunningham. Did you have something to say, Joe? I thought you were getting ready to say no, something. No, go ahead. Yeah, so no Malik Cunningham today. Um, do you think he could have helped in short yardage situations, especially once uh, Ramondre Stevenson went out? Yeah, you know, now with hindsight and looking the way that the game played out I and with his limited exposure to the quarterback position over the course of the year, and not really ramping up to this week, it, it leads me to believe that he there was a red zone package or a goal line package um, that basically that's what he was going to be relegated to. And the problem was the Patriots never got in the red zone. So I uh, didn't get a chance to see that. I just wanted to follow up on a few Bill Belichick questions at the podium today uh, after the game. He was asked, do you want to still be here? And he he didn't answer yes or no. He just said, "I'm I'm looking. Yeah, I'm looking ahead to Pittsburgh or whatever." So he didn't really answer that. Um, the other thing that he was asked was, "What was what went into your decision to go with Bailey Zappi over Mac Jones?" And his answer was, "I think he deserved it." And I just didn't know who he meant that about Zappi or Mac. Did did you have any of those takeaways? And what did you think of his presser today? Uh, well, you know, I thought that he was he was talking about Zappy that he thought he deserved the opportunity. Um, you know, credit to you know Mike Giardi and Mike Reese and Phil Perry for you know not letting Bill off the hook. Um, and and finally, um, after about the eighth question about you know where the offense is and this quarterback decision, Belichick actually gave an actual answer. I mean, it's it should you know. You know, for fans that um, that want to know the truth about their team, that expect their head coach, who's in charge of everything, to actually be required to a- answer questions about this team. I mean, I would be a little bit irritated that he said that he made the decision earlier in the week to go with Bailey Zappi, yet he never talked about it during the week. And because Bill punted on the question all week, that's what you get on Sunday when it's clear that Bailey Zappi was the starter. Now we have definitive proof that he is a starter since Bill wasn't going to offer that up to say, like, 
yeah, you know, we've decided to go with Bailey, and, uh, you know, this is why. And, you know, it's it, it's no no fault of Max, or he gave it his best effort, but we just decided to go in a different direction. Of course, he wouldn't do that because that would that would open himself up to questions about how did things go so badly for Mac Jones from his rookie year to where he is now, where he can't even start um, a late regular season game in his third year. Of course, Bill's not going to entertain those questions because it would cause him to, you know, have to take the blame, which he has still yet to do. Um, You know, I will give him half credit for the actual answer uh, that he gave, which is I did find it interesting that he hemmed and hawed a lot. There was a a couple of you knows in there, like he started to go in one direction and then, you know, he, he wasn't really prepared to provide an answer or hadn't really settled on what he was going to say. I think he was, he figured he would just keep playing defense and that the press corps would be worn down and they would eventually give in. They did not today. So, so credit to those guys who were in there for that. Um, You know, but that was, at least he finally gave an answer. I mean, it wasn't all that illuminating, but for him to say that, um, you know, we gave opportunity, Mac an opportunity to work through, um, you know, some issues with the offense. We weren't getting a lot of production, so I thought Bailey deserved a chance to play. It's not that hard. I mean, that's that's the bare minimum, and it's, a, you know, finally we get it for Bill Belichick, but I don't know why it has to take that long. Mm-hmm. And I understand that he didn't have a, give a lot of answers when this team was winning, but this team is now 2-10. and ten. They are now second. Uh, they have the second overall pick with Arizona's um, – Arizona's win today so uh you know it's about time but it's just the tip of the iceberg like you know he he has some explaining to do and I'm sure look if they if they become if they come to a mutual parting of the ways before his final press conference we might never hear from Bill but um you know it it is what it is with him and and you know that that's about what we expect yeah, uh, entering this game today, 2-9, and nine, obviously, um, I still was somewhat shocked to see Gillette Stadium kind of bare. Uh, what was, from where you were, what was the conversation like when it comes to how empty the stadium was? Um, I don't know. I didn't really discuss it with anybody. I mean, I figured it would be the case, mm. um, you know, unless the Patriots were had a really good record and the chargers had a really good record. I mean, the, the, the weather was just abysmal today. I mean, it was cold. It was rainy. How many people want to sit outside for that? Um, especially with two teams with losing records, um, who aren't any good. Um, so, you know, it's, you know, it's only relevant to what the crafts think about it. And I'm sure, I'm sure they noticed, Mm. And uh, I'm sure it's not going over well, just with like the Monday night flex is not going over well with them. It's just, this is where the team is. I mean, they're, they're two and 10. And I was trying to like, just reflect on my own career. Like, you know, some of the worst teams that I've, I've covered, um, I'd have to go back to Miami. And I think it was the very first team I covered as a beat writer, the 2004 dolphins. And that was, Jay Fiedler and AJ Feely and Sage Rosenfels, and they were four and 12. Wanstack got fired in the middle of the season. And, but I was just looking back on this team. This team, that team was not nearly as bad as this team. I mean, they, they averaged 17 points a game. I think their, their, their plus minus on points was about 70. 
This Patriots team is like a it's like negative one oh six at this point, and there's still five games left in the season. So this is pretty bad. Greg, my opinion on Bailey Zappi was the same as yours. It's just that when Leroy started looking at me as as I said, Hey, I thought he threw a couple of nice balls here or there, he looked at me and goes, Joe, they scored zero points <laughs> against the worst defense in the league. And I went, Yeah, I can't win on that one. So Yeah, I mean that 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 definitely I mean, look, I I <laughs> I, I like I said before, I thought Bailey did fine. I thought he was awful in the first half. I thought he got into a little bit more of a rhythm um, in the second half. I think that the elements definitely factored in. It's part of playing quarterback in New England. I understand, but you know, for 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 your first time out, you know, I, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. I do, I do really like it. And, and and again, he doesn't have the PTSD that Mac has built up from the past couple years. And so it's a little bit more freeing. Like, you know, he hasn't been, you know, hit all that much this year and, and gone through a game where you're dropping back, you know, 40 times in the game and you're getting pressured on, you know, 25 of the snaps and, and, and taking sacks. So, you know, that's coming into play. But I do think that, you know, I, I do think that Bailey has some definite strengths that Mac doesn't have in terms of his pocket movement, how he he stays calm in the face of adversity, that he makes pl- some plays with his feet. I thought that, you know, that fake to pick up the first down, he, you know, he pump faked the the defender. That was that was really nice. And I think that he and we've talked about it before. I do think that he is a more natural quarterback. His play fakes are much better. Um his timing with the offense is much better. Max just he he always feels like he's rushing everything. But I thought that I thought that Bailey, you know, was effective at times. You know, he likes to throw the jump balls. I just think jump balls are junk in today's game. I think it's and, – and that's not that's not a criticism of Zappi. It's a criticism of, you know, how they made this roster, how they call plays. I mean, this even goes back to Matt Patricia. That was like a staple of the Matt Patricia offense was, you know, let's just throw a 50-50 ball. Like, this isn't 1992 anymore. And, you know, you're, you're going out of the I formation and play action – you know, with two receivers, it's a, it's a much different game. And the Patriots are just playing an archaic, you know, offensive style. All right, Greg, we got one more segment with you. I, I wanted to ask you uh, about next week, the Thursday night game. I wonder who the quarterback oh. for Pittsburgh will be. It's going to be a late, be a late <laughs> night for us. Uh, we'll do that coming up on the other side. He's Greg Bedard uh, from the Boston Sports Journal. Leroy Irvin's here as well. I'm Joe Murray. You're listening to the Safety Insurance 98.5 The Sports on Patriots Radio Network. Second down in five. Stevenson, the single back. It trips Bunch on the right side. Parker left to give to Ramada. Hit in the backfield. And he's dropped right at the line of scrimmage. The ball comes loose. Chargers have it. Are they going to say Stevenson was he down by down contact? Ball. He had to be down. Ramadre Stevenson took the exchange and immediately. Really on the field, the fumble recovered by the defense, first down. It is L.A.'s ball. Oh, Ramadre's hurt, that's why. And Stevenson is injured. He's down on all fours after the exchange and the big hit in the backfield. Coming up to make the play on Stevenson. Tuli Pelotu. It's a a wrap. And it's a gruesome injury with a timeout at the 413 mark here in the first. All right, final segment here with Greg Bedard from the Boston Sports Journal here on the Shaws and Stump Market Patriots postgame show. Uh, Leroy Irvin's here. I'm Joe Murray. Uh, Greg, Thursday night will be the Steelers versus the Patriots. Steelers off a 24-10 loss today. 
Kenny Pickett got hurt. Mitch Trubisky came into the game late there. Uh, he went 11-17, did throw a touchdown late in the game in garbage time. But um, just, you know, this this isn't the old Steelers versus Patriots anymore. And Pat's on a short week. They probably will go back to Zappy, right? Yeah, I would imagine, um, you know, it, at the very least, um, you know, through this game, you know, with the short week. Um, and look, even if Mac could play at some point this season – he just needs he needs a break, and sometimes you just need to sit and and watch. Um, but I will say, <laughs> listening to Zoe there, and uh, I was just look just looking through some pictures on the internet. I wonder when he's going to go fo- full uh, Bob Euchre uh, mm. for Major League in one of these games, like you know, tank top, <laughs> drinking. Like it sounds a little rough there for the <laughs> for the Zoster. Yeah, it's rough. Uh, did you have a chance to watch any of the college uh, championship games this week and uh, watch any of the quarterbacks at all? I did not. I am um, I'm avoiding that. There is uh, five months for me to do. Uh, I did. I will say I have taped some. So at some point here, probably um, after I get rid of my vomit bag after watching the the film from this game. I mean, it's. I got to tell you guys. I mean, last week's film was just. It was it was brutal to watch. It basically made me um, pretty depressed, and I think it's going to be worse this week. So, I might like it might get to the point where I'm like, I'm not watching this anymore. I'm going to watch some of the college quarterbacks because I, I th- th- there's only so much I can watch, and this is just it's 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 really not good. Leroy brought up earlier, um, so I guess we should just ask you. I, I don't I haven't heard your opinion on it yet, but the Patriots being flexed out of the Monday Night Football game. Um, and we get it, right? It was you know, the defending Super Bowl champions with the chance of Taylor Swift being there, but they bumped it because of the Patriots and the Eagles and Seahawks go in. Um, just what, what were your original thoughts? And do you think that the Patriots might get might be let off the hook not being on national TV? Uh, yes, and yes. I mean, I like. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm excited. I'm sure you guys are excited that oh, yeah. it's one less games that we don't have to be mm-hmm. up until. I mean, normally with those night games, I'd basically like pull an all nighter. Um, I I'm stunned that they took the Chiefs off. Um, you know, yeah, the Patriots aren't bad, but uh, the nation getting to sit down and watch the Chiefs run all over Bill Belichick and the Patriots in a lot of corners of this country, I bet you that's that's a pretty full night for mm-hmm. for people. And then you mix in Taylor Swift and all the the kids, the the little kids who stay up just to see, you know, a glimpse of Taylor on, on television. I, I I was surprised that they did it, but yeah, that's how far things have have fallen. And uh, we'll we got our eyes on the Panthers today, um, who have the number one overall pick, but the Patriots slide into the number two pick right now. Uh, Panthers trail seven three, so we'll uh, keep our eyes on that one. And Greg. Uh, we will we will see you. Uh, you're going to be with Felger and Maz on Tuesday this week, and then we get you Thursday night? Oh, yeah. It should be uh, <laughs> quite the week, quite the doozy. I'm, I'm very excited. All right. Go check out Greg's work, Boston Sports Journal. Uh, go check out his podcast as well, all the fun stuff up there, and I'm sure you'll have your three up, three down. And it's going to be tough slim pickings today on uh who are the ups and the downs, but that's why we watch. You ain't lying. <laughs> that's why we watch on Tuesday. Greg Bedard, thank you, sir. We'll uh, catch up with you uh, on Thursday night and go check out all his work at the Boston Sports Journal. Thanks, Greg.
Thanks, guys. Right. See you later. All right.